This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. This is special coverage of the State of the Union Address on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. Hi there, I'm Doc Thompson along with Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin is joining us as well. If you would like to join the program, it's real easy to do so on the Twitter. Use the hashtag TheBlazeSOTU. The Blaze SOTU will be sharing some of your tweets and thoughts along the way and even some of the things you tweeted through the pre- throughout the President's State of the Union address. President Obama just wrapping up what will be supposedly his final State of the Union address. Wanting to do something a little different tonight, to not just lay out a list of uh, things that he wanted to accomplish. He didn't want to uh, run down a list of things he had accomplished. Instead, he wanted to be the uniter, to get beyond our political divide. Jay Severin, do you think he accomplished getting beyond that political divide? Uh, Good evening, everyone. And, Doc, thank you. I I believe that this is probably the most purely political, and if anyone thinks I mean to sound pejorative there, I do. Uh, it's the most purely political speech of this occasion I have uh, and self-serving uh, political speech I've ever heard. And I think, I expect the reaction around the country will be much like the reaction, fellas, that we saw in the chamber tonight. Even though the majority of the Republican House is made up not of conservatives, you know, the Freedom Coalition is sizable. Right but not huge, but I couldn't have dreamed for, for personally, selfishly speaking, partisan uh, speaking, I couldn't have hoped for Republicans to stay more glued to their seats and their hands in their coat pockets more than the Republicans oh. did. And Paul Ryan, the new speaker, also uh, stayed virtually glued to his seat, which is unheard of in something like this uh, to the point that I promise you we're going to hear about this. The Democrats will call this insulting and more because the only people who stood up, excessively I might add, and uh, gave Obama a standing ovation after uh, every time he said, uh, what time is it now? You know, I mean, they gave him a standing ovation uh, after every sentence virtually. The, the, the Republicans didn't, and that, that was a polarized chamber, and I think it's reflective of a polarized country politically. Skip Lacombe, did President Obama achieve his goal of not running down a laundry list of things he wants to accomplish or has accomplished, but getting beyond that political divide? Uh, no, because he just ran down a laundry list of things that he's accomplished and things that he wants to accomplish. No, I mean, it's the same thing at the beginning. <laughs> Nothing surprising that has come out from the speech at all. I mean, it was, it was pretty much in line with what we would think you would get from something like this, this being his last opportunity to address 
uh, uh, this room in this uh, in this setting again. And yeah, I think we got exactly what we were uh, probably expecting from it. One thing that I, I I had thought too is I don't know if they had spiked like most of the water with like Valium or something, but half the people in very there seemed key. to be very low key falling asleep. I mean, you did see the the clapping and applause that you often see in these State of the Union addresses, but it seemed like overall the the tone, the energy in the room was down from previous years. I look at this as it, it was it was a different type of speech. It was a very different State of the Union address. It, it's not the type that we've you know grown accustomed to in modern times. However, this was the passive aggressive speech. This is the one that says, "Oh, I'm going to do all of these. They will unite the people, get beyond the political divide." But he was slapping people around still. This is the part that bothers me so much about this president, that he's disingenuous when he says things like he wants to, you know, get beyond the political divide and, and uh, help out and try to unite people. If he was serious about doing that, there's a very easy way to do that, to not discuss the things that you know are dividing people, to poke people in the eye. You know when that's happening because half of the people stand up and cheer you and the other half just glare at you he knows those hot button issues so if he really wanted to unite he wouldn't start with the things that is dividing us or the things that are dividing us he would start with the things where there is common ground the things we can truly agree on the things that all people should be able to understand and and agree on that for some reason dc refuses to to actually discuss and do something about things like a balanced budget amendment these are things that everybody knows, yet he's not up there discussing that. Jay Severin, your thoughts? Uh, Doc, I, I really just want to, for the moment, echo what you've said. If, if he wanted to do what he claims he wanted to do, but then again, haven't we heard this refrain before? I mean, <laughs> somehow I've heard this song before. And if Obama <laughs> wanted to do what he claimed he wanted to do, believe it or not, there are still enough things, at least rhetorically, at least ceremonially, on which we agree as Americans that, as you suggest, he might have addressed without going ahead and making this a, not only sharply, but one could argue almost bitterly partisan speech. And if I don't have any other chance to get this out, the one moment and I think this is an illustration, partially at least, of what we're talking about, Doc and Skip. Toward the end of the speech when Obama said, I can't do these things on my own. <laughs> I have children here in, in my family who blurted out laughter and said, you can't do these things on your own. Sure you can. And you do. You do with executive orders. What do you mean you can't do this on your own? I mean, Jay, it it, no, you're missing from reality. No, his pen ran out of ink. He's over his minutes on his cell phone. He no longer has the pen and the phone. Well, until tonight, he couldn't do it alone anyway. <laughs> But you, 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 no, you try I, to talk about uniting people, too, and I want to just give a quick uh, uh, quote of something he said during the speech, too, speaking on climate change, saying, look, if anybody still wants to dispute the science around climate change, have at it. You'll be pretty lonely, though, because most of our – you'll be debating our military, business leaders, the majority of American people. Other countries. Blah, blah, blah. So go ahead. Have at it if you want, but you guys are going to be yeah, lonely. Be 
Again, that's not uniting way, language. Again, that's that passive aggressive. That that was that passive aggressive. That that's what you do when you're like, hey, if you want to do it, that's yeah. fine. You're gonna be alone, you fool, whatever. But yeah. hey, so he puts a little you're, spin on it. It's okay. You're gonna die sick and lonely, but go ahead. <laughs> it's your decision. You know, don't do what your mother says. You know. Uh, by the way, uh, you Skip mentioned the military. Uh, how proud? Look, maybe I just bring my own interpretation to this, but. What about the great stone faces, the great stone statues that were the Joint Chiefs of Staff? They didn't move a muscle. For, That's for military training, Jay. Huh? That's military training. They're, they're trained that to stand beautiful. that way, to sit that, that way. That was beautiful. They didn't move a muscle. The great stone statues, you know, I think they know in what kind of esteem this president uh, has held them and what kind of support he has given them. Uh, not to mention, by the way, and I think this is appropriate, you guys tell me, but the cloud, the great cloud, and it would be so if it were one or one million, but uh, as we speak, 10 U.S. sailors have been kidnapped at sea by uh, 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 Iran and are being held without sufficient explanation or promise or delivery of release. And that's an act of war. And I know I'm not saying there's going to be war. I'm not saying it is a war, but it is an act. It's an act of war. These people are our friends. Your friend isn't an act of war. They're our pals. Is that not not part of the state of our union? I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know. That, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the state of our union is, incidentally, a, a little pukey country committed an act of war against us a couple hours ago. And and there's John Kerry swanning around the chamber, showing off his newest Hermes tie, rather than being back in the situation room, trying to get our guys back. I mean, you know, there's something to that. No, you're absolutely right. I thought the same thing. Where was that? That That's huge news. I mean, wouldn't you put a little footnote in that? Oh, by the way, since I have you all here, Congress, here's the latest on not our sure 10 soldiers. I'm not sure you've seen the news. That's right. right. I guess this just shows yeah, well, he, uh, way, he, he cares the, the same way the for active service members as he does for the veterans. The release of the $150 billion is on schedule. Uh, what's not on schedule is the release of our captives that are right now being tortured while they shake down both of our PT boats and download all of the information on them. Those those River Marine boats uh, are very, very important uh, state-of-the-art uh, uh, technology, maritime technology. And one of the reasons, obvious reasons, for... The delay in the release, which we all hope and pray will be momentary, of our guys held by Iran is just like we, you know, Black Hawk down. You saw what pains they went to to protect the helicopter, to blow up the helicopter so that didn't fall into their hands. Right now in Afghanistan, the last few days, there's been a battalion of SEALs pinned down, willing to give their lives in order to make sure uh, the enemy does not, Taliban does not get their hands on this downed chopper because it's so full of our latest technology. <laughs> and that's true with these boats, these type of new PBYs, these patrol boats, the newest generation of PT boats are, are floating computers. And they're loaded with, you know, gadgetry, information, all kinds of stuff. So 
they're going to be held at least as long as it takes the Iranians to hack to go through the that. snot yeah. out of those boats, if nothing else. Jay, here's the thing, and, and I understand, listen, uh, maybe the boats, uh, you know, had... Uh, had become inoperable. They wandered in the wrong territory. Maybe that's fine. Got it. I understand all that. I'll even give the benefit yeah. of the doubts. Why do they Actually, still they have them? Lost, they both lost radio transmission right. ability at exactly the same moment. Oh, interesting. That's weird. I wonder. It's yeah, almost like no, they're being I jammed just, you know, or something. Oh, it weird, happens. Yeah. 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 But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Fine. That's what happens. Right. Fine. I understand that. Why do they still have the soldiers? Well, the White House says... It's not safe to release him at night. Why? That's Why right. is it not Skip, safe? It's, it's dark. Don't you know sailors are afraid of the dark? These are members of our military. If they can't deal you with the darkness, the boat. Do you can you can you can Google this? If you try to call an officer of the Revolutionary Guard, their offices hours are nine to five. <laughs> they go home <laughs> Sorry, at five guys. o'clock. We won't open yeah. till uh, nine tomorrow morning. Sorry. Please. Hello, you have reached the, the, the revolution of the people of Iran. <laughs> uh, we hate America. We will kill you. Uh, but if you wish to do business, uh, call us tomorrow at 9. Yeah, I mean, why can't you re- release him now? You know what the president said? Release him now. Hey, hey, y'all, we're sending a boat over. It'll be there in about 14 minutes. Uh, you can release them or we're not going to send the boat. We'll send a missile. Your choice. That's how you if do it. Had... I don't want these soldiers in their hands for one second longer. If that had been Ronald Reagan or a real Democrat commander-in-chief, well, let's assume for a moment that those two things can mutually coexist. Right. Uh, if that was a real commander-in-chief, he would have opened his – if he wanted to be Bafo box office tonight, he would have stood up there and said, all politics, partisanship aside, we're all Americans here. And Before I say anything else, I want to start by saying this. To the government of Iran – I plan to speak for the next hour and five minutes. By the time I finish, our guys better be free. <laughs> they, better, they better be enjoying a slice of good old American apple pie on board yep. one of the American vessels, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. Join us on the Twitter, if you would, with the hashtag TheBlazeSOTU, TheBlazeSOTU, and we'll get some of your tweets coming up. We'll also open up the phone lines, 888 That number again, 800 800- or excuse me, 888-900-3393. Uh, Ty is spinning the dials radio style for us in New York City this uh, this evening. Ty, do you think the president reached his objective of being the uniter and not the divider tonight? Uh, no. No, no, I don't think he even got close. I, and I don't think he even tried to. I think that I don't <laughs> even, yeah, let, let me go out there and make everybody mad. But, hey, I'm uniter. I, no, no. Do you even really think he was really trying for that? No. I uh, think this is about legacy. No, and, and I sort of have tuned out fairly quickly, actually, from the content because I, I knew everything he was going to say, and I didn't find it interesting in any way. And I, I more noticed the stuff that was missing because how long did it take him to even mention ISIS? Like, you, unanimously, we all hate ISIS. So if he was trying to unite people, he would bring that up first thing, right? Yeah, that's right. And it took him a while. And right. when he did mention it, Ty, he said, Oh, don't, you silly goose. Don't worry about those ISIS, those silly people. Yeah, so, They're not going to hurt us. Yeah, that, that sort of bothered me. The other thing I noticed is, am I, and are we to, to believe that Joe Biden is going to cure cancer? 
<laughs> oh, thank you. I forgot about that. Thank you, Ty. You're right. <laughs> that's, that's your job now, Joe? J- Joe Biden. Cancer, cancer is now quivering in its boots, let me tell you. <laughs> Joe Biden's on the case. Hey, listen, it, if well, you can answer, cure cancer by riding be, on Amtrak and getting liquored up, then he'll have a pretty good shot at is it. Is cancer a female? Well, I was going to say the answer could be yes. Maybe he's running instead of Hillary. Uh, it's just, if there's a whole lot of inappropriate exams, then yeah, sure, he may have a shot. I'm gonna at back it. rub the cancer right out of you. And um, the crowd <laughs> shot you guys mentioned uh, before. One thing that jumped out is me, Kim Davis. You can't run a comb through your hair if you're going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about in the last ten minutes? Was that a shot? Was that an NBA ref in the in the stands? It was. Yeah, <laughs> notice that. It was very odd. There was, it was just, an NBA the, ref in, in the in the gallery. It was just the, the crowd shots. People were either sleeping, standing for no reason. Like, yay, go president. It was just it's just a strange. They're all strange. This one was particularly strange. Man. Hey, Bernie Sanders had Now, hold on. Hang on. Bernie Sanders was engaged. He had a gleam in his eye. It was almost like he was 90 again. I mean, he was uh, salivating <laughs> at the uh, thought of him being up on that uh, podium. And the Syrian refugee. Looked like he was on high alert when they, when they oh, showed yeah. bright eyes. He didn't blink Yay. the whole time. Like it was send so us more, send only one, send us more Syrian refugees. I, I wonder how they coached him before his ending. Hey, if they pan up to the camera, this is what you're going to want. Look do. serious, because that was the look that he gave. That he 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 uh, don't blink. He, he got the instructions from them, and that is what he was able to come up with based off of the instructions they gave. So yeah, what is it? Listen, Why bud, I didn't try to blink? keep your jacket buttoned because the bomb wires are showing. <laughs> I mean, your job. Can you imagine the the minister of propaganda uh, uh, at uh, uh, yeah, Josh Ernest goes to D.C. Can you imagine him consulting this guy ahead of time, coaching him? Okay, here's how I want you to look. No, no, you're still blinking. Don't blink. No, you're still like this, like this. What are you doing with that button unbuttoned? Button that up. What are you doing? Stiff, man, stiff. Quit, quit waving the Koran around. If there were people, We ain't who, Syria no more, boy. If there were people out there who weren't nervous before about the refugees, they're very nervous. <laughs> that guy looked That's about as That's the face relaxed. they chose to use to kind of quell any of our concerns. Yeah, well, they, we won't be helping next that, door to you, right? It didn't help that yeah. the camera went to him exactly at the moment he was groping one of the females in the gallery. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Sorry. What do you that think this was is, my Germany? fault. <laughs> Did you see uh, Lindsey Graham when the camera panned to him? Uh, he had uh, a dejected I look. I don't know if it was because he realizes he will never be president or if uh, John McCain told him he was busy this evening. So I don't know which it was, but he was clearly not having a good evening. You know, I think you're onto something here. I think I know the reason. Uh, my daughter noticed this. She said, "Look at Lindsey Graham. Look at how unhappy he looks." And then they dollied back a little bit, and she said, "Oh, look, he he brought a date, but their ties clash." <laughs> Clearly, there's trouble. Clearly, there's trouble. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. I think. All right, we're gonna get to uh, some of your calls coming up. That number is triple eight. 900 Follow us on Twitter if you would. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at J underscore Severin, and at Ty Johnson News. We're going to be here with you all evening, at least another hour and a half or so, for your post State of the Union address commentary and mockery. We'll get to your calls coming up. Don't forget if you are on Twitter and tweeting at us, use that hashtag, TheBlazeSOTU. That's TheBlazeSOTU. 
more of post-State of the Union address mockery coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the State of the Union Address and Analysis, a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the State of the Union Address and Analysis, a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, Jay Severin, and at Ty Johnson News, spinning the dials radio style in New York City this morning, the Blaze Radio, or this evening on the Blaze Radio Network with uh, post State of the Union commentary and mockery. We got the tweets coming in. We'll get some of those and some of your calls, 888 Lots of good tweets from Allo tweeting at us. Uh, Joe Biden's going to cure cancer in a year. Somehow, because reasons. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. My thoughts and feelings on Joe Biden being the new cancer czar. Guys, please, uh, tonight, tomorrow morning on our show, Jay, on your Severin uh, show tomorrow afternoon, um, please spend a lot of time mocking that, because I think there's a lot of material there. Well, if he's, as I say, not running for president, mm-hmm. then I'm sure... He'll, He'll uh, have that put time. together a first-rate mm-hmm. program. Yeah. Uh, uh, Donnie Paris tweeted, um, hashtag the blaze SOTU. Theme tonight, POTUS calls the kettle black. Pretty much. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, to be precise, half right. black. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, his whole thing was, you know, uh, look at what those people are doing. I mean, it's very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. Uh, more tweets from Alphabet Guys, Soup tweeting ex- at I'm sorry, go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I did one of the things that I expected. I, so my first question is, did you guys expect um, there would be more allusions, if not direct references? There would be more pokes at the Republican candidates, not by name, but, you know, by philosophy. And the only one. I only heard one, which when he said, you know, when you say let's carpet bomb civilians, that's really not, you know, a policy, which I heard is a direct shot. It could only be a direct shot at Trump. Um, yeah, I, I, in fact, I remember him saying that, and it didn't click at the time, but you're right. I think that was a shot. I really didn't expect him to take a lot of shots at the candidates. I did expect him to spend a lot more time uh, banging the anti-gun rhetoric. I really thought he was going to do a lot more of that. All right, let's get some calls. 888-900-3393. To the phones we go. Let's go to Orlando and Rick. Rick, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you tonight? Doing well. It's Dwarf Clone. I'm sure you guys know me. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. Great to hear from you, Dwarf Clone. So what were your thoughts on the uh, speech this evening? Well, that was one of the most excruciating parades of straw man I've ever had to endure, and now I have a lifetime <laughs> supply of fertilizer. But beyond <laughs> that, one of the things that really stuck out was when he touted the way that alternative energy is now as cheap as traditional fuels or electrical sources. Well, when you have a war on coal and subsidize the alternative energies, yeah, eventually the prices are going to match. Yeah, in, in the year in the year 28,000. I mean, the, when I, I tweeted this out. Solar power, a colossal lie. 
that every study that has been issued uh, recently, every study from every source has said, well, this is going to be great. However, at the moment, the sum total of all of the energy that is produced in the North America by solar or wind power uh, will light one 40-watt light bulb in a hallway for about two weeks. Oh, I agree. And and you look, you're Wait a minute, Are, are you, you using a wind-powered phone? Really? Is it a, a squirrel-powered phone? What's going on? What's going on with your uh, phone? That—that's that Sports uh, Illustrated football phone. That's a collector's oh, wow. item. That's a throwback. Dwarf Club, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Your phone is breaking up just a little bit. Thanks so much for you, though. Jay, that's a great point, though, about the the failures of uh, uh, or the outright lie of the the president when he said about the price coming solar down power. and being comparable solar power and let's not forget and i tweeted out just a couple examples of the failures of the companies that he tried to prop up i, I think it was dozens of companies that got money either from stimulus or tarp solar companies specifically that went completely belly up with nothing to count for it other than certain people got a bunch of money they lined right. their own pockets mm, the owners we, got hundreds right. of millions of dollars which by the way we know by federal records they kicked back to Obama and the Obama campaign. These were his bundlers. That's how you go to him with a losing proposition for a car or a windmill or something or a a beanie hat with a propeller on it to solar generate, you know, your pacemaker or whatever. And and they say, let's give this guy a billion dollars. And he becomes a bundler for the uh, Obama campaign. That was an outrage. And by the way, guys, when people – through the years have asked me, okay, can you really quick give me an example of, you know, what's the difference between the liberal and conservative? And you, you, you and everyone listening knows this, but just as a, as a five-second refresher, you know, every idea that comes out of a liberal's mouth is the same in that it requires more of your money and probably freedom, but certainly money, more money, more tax money, of yours for someone else. And tonight, this was like a parody of, of like, a, like a movie you'd make and say, here, here is a liberal, you know, giving a speech, listing 700 things they want to do to make a better world. And every single one of them requires higher taxes. Yours! Uh, I'm going to run down a quick uh, list here of some of the hypocrisies that uh, the the president <laughs> just put out there tonight with his State of the Union address. Now, only some of them, right? Because we only have about an hour. Yeah, and 20 I could spend yeah, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. that much yeah, time. Just a couple that I noted here. When the president said uh, he begged us to speak out and vote, we've the American people, we've got to speak out. He said. Yet throughout his administration, he is he has beat up and trashed anybody that spoke out against him. So it's speak out and vote as long as you speak out for My me way. and vote for me, right? Um, he mentioned, and of course, um, he wants to make it on uh, on that point. He wants mm-hmm. to make it easier, not harder, to vote. He's doing that, okay? Yep, yep. He said uh, that uh, we're cynical. I'm not cynical about the future. I'm quite optimistic. I'm cynical about Obama. But that cynicism that's been justified, right? It's justified cynicism. I'm quite optimistic that once he's gone, we could turn this thing around. I think skeptical is a more precise characterization. That's than if probably we're skeptical. It, yeah. We're skeptical. We're skeptical because 
every single thing that they've done since LBJ to eradicate poverty, diminish illegitimacy, fight inner city crime, uh, d- diminish drug abuse. Every single one has failed to the tune of the gross national product of five other countries in Europe. And we and, and, and no one says anything except, well, their hearts were in the right place. Another Obama uh, hypocrisy tonight when he said uh, we've got to we got to stop allowing politicians to draw congressional districts where they get to pick their voters. Yet the president <laughs> has spoken and supports keeping those minority districts intact. Right. Of Which course. just picks well, voters again, for goes, certain people. And that goes right back to the narrative, too, of uh, we can do it this way as long as it's beneficial to to my agenda and what I want to push. Because naturally he does support keeping those districts black and letting those Congress people choose who votes for them. Just not when it has to do with something that might potentially be conservative and contrary to his beliefs. If the average oh. American ever saw examples of congressional districts, the best of which looks like. Some kind of Rorschach test. Uh, he looks like an, an elephant having sex with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I mean, when you go down, there are some districts in the like South. It like a naked chick having pizza. That look That's like really weird, a right? lollipop with like the lollipop, a deformed lollipop at each end, and then a stick in the middle. That stick is, is Route 95. And what it does is connect an urban area, and then the stick is the highway. And you drive down 110 miles till you hit the next urban area. And the, 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 the two popsicle on the stick, that's what the congressional districts look like in the South in order to draw and maintain guaranteed minority majority districts. Which, by the way, is mandated uh, by law, right? That they have to keep those congressional, those minority congressional districts intact. That was part of the uh, um, Civil Rights Act, right? Yeah, it's a very dynamic area of law. I, I mean, if they, we ever get a real conservative court, those are in trouble because what you say is true. Yet, on the other hand, the drawing of districts for the purposes of a racial outcome are wrong, you know, are not technically mm-hmm. legal. But as a coincidental benefit, that, you know, as they're called, then it's okay. But, yeah, you know, at the moment it's legal, but it doesn't make it good. Well, yeah, one of the classic examples of that is Bobby Scott's, the district that Bobby Scott has in uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, where he, it, parts of his district, two parts, are connected by a road with no voters on either side of that road. That's right. And there, there are <laughs> others no which are not connected at high tide. And I'm not kidding. There are districts <laughs> yeah, that are not connected right. at high tide every day. <laughs> So part of the day they're connected. Okay. Uh, Some of the other Obama uh, hypocrisies from this evening in the State of the Union. When the president said, uh, one of the few regrets I have of my presidency is the political divide of the parties. Again, he has banged that drum and divided us for his agenda. I mean, that is outrageous. I liked when he said, we saw the Russians... First enter space, I'm paraphrasing here, and then only a few years later, we were on the moon. And Brother Michael Jackson, a year later, was moonwalking. <laughs> How about that? I missed that part of it. I must have. 
looking away. And, and in that too, he also uh, said that he um, that they started the space program overnight. It was just an overnight type thing. They uh, they waved a magic wand, and all of a sudden NASA was created, and they were a uh, uh, building a, a, a plan to get to the moon. And because of that, Joe Biden will cure cancer. <laughs> Although, also, isn't Obama one of the ones responsible for cutting funding to NASA? So he's uh, he's heralding oh, well. the great successes of uh, of, of the, the late 60s and getting ourselves to the moon, yet he was the one who uh, slashed NASA's budget. Well, I'm going to say something that almost no one will believe because it's unbelievable, but it happens to be a fact. The <clears throat> statutory purpose of NASA was repurposed by Obama in his first uh, four years. Does anyone recall oh, how that's NASA right. has been that's right. statutorily was, repurposed? It was something about uh, diversity. Now, what was their purpose? Like Muslim outreach. That's right. Muslim outreach. Darn it, I couldn't NASA right. is now principally and a, right. an, an organ of government responsible principally for Muslim outreach. That gets you to Mars. Mission control to Major Joe. <laughs> this is Major Ahmed. Countdown. I mean, because he said Joe's going to be at mission control, right? Way too soon with, with Bowie <laughs> passing away. <laughs> way, way too soon. Joe to, Biden to in mission control. That. Oh, is Countdown it Skip? Is it too soon? We're going to uh, have Joe Biden going to Ziggy Stardust now? <laughs> We're using the hashtag uh, TheBlazeSOTU if you want to go ahead and comment and get in the show. We had non-subscribers tweeting at us. I think I gave myself a concussion from the constant face-palming throughout the speech. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a theme of a lot of people out mm. there. Uh, Dre also tweeting at us uh, to me. Uh, hashtag TheBlazeSOTU. I'm starting to think that if you take everything he said and go with the opposite, you'll have the meaning. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Pretty much. Skip actually had a a really sharp tweet. I don't know what you did today. Did you take that drug that was in that movie where it makes you smart <laughs> again for a while? Limitless? Is that no, it? no. I actually just stopped it at two beers before. Oh, it that's what it was. To, yeah, okay. So lunch. it's unlike our regular morning show. Yeah, Skip's tweet was, how does restoring, and Jay, maybe you can answer this. How does restoring relations with Cuba help us? <laughs> what could they possibly do for we us? We were laughing at that one, too. <laughs> We were we we quickly like called up the map on one of the laptops and said, "Oh yeah, here's the answer to economic rejuvenation." <laughs> you know, open a few McDonald's on Fidel Street in Habana, and we're saved. That's it. I mean, and it's greatly beneficial to Cuba to have relations sure. restored with us. They get all the tourism and stuff. They can finally get cars there from beyond 1950. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that it benefit. <laughs> they benefit. But, but yeah. seriously, what benefit does the U.S. Oh, give from that? Aside okay. from Cuban cigars, maybe. Okay, no, no. Well, no. cheaper STDs. Yeah. Well, that and how many classic car shows do you see around town all across America on summer nights? Right? You've been looking for that old car. <laughs> You get it from Cuba now. <laughs> exactly. see? You're looking Maybe for you parts, parts for your, your 1950 Chevy. There you go. Right. Guys, uh, did he seem – this is a tough one. Uh, and, you know, you, either we get it or we don't, and I, I probably didn't. But there was a moment when I looked at the screen and I said, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because even if I don't like the guy, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I like what he's saying, sometimes I don't. Like us all. Uh, like we all do. But I looked at it tonight, and I and I turned to my family and said, "Doesn't the president seem small? He didn't seem big. Now, I don't know if it was him physically or 
or or the shot or the sense, this the sense of this is supposed hmm. to be big, no matter what he says. Mm-hmm. And instead of like this Mount Rushmoreian vibe, you know, I looked at it, and he just started to appear, the event, and and him. They looked small to me. You know what, Jay? Is I, I think I know what you're talking about, or what? No, no, I know what you're talking about. There's there's an intangible. That I'll give you that part of it maybe I don't think this is all of it but part of it may be because I had this in the back of my head we only have a year left a lot of damage can be done but that lights at the end of the tunnel <laughs> we're getting out of this oh, yeah. crap I mean several references to the next president a year from now so on and so forth and I'm like my golly we're going to be done with this clown I mean well, maybe that was part that's of it. why. The speech was so, as, as, as you opened up, you guys opened up uh, tonight's broadcast saying uh, the bottom line of tonight's speech is that it is different than any other State of the Union that at least Obama has ever given. And that is because every other State of the Union given by Obama was a laundry list. That's an overused term. I apologize. But was a laundry list, a to-do list of here are the things you know, I'm going to challenge Congress to pass in the next year. And he started right off by saying, I don't have a list of those things. You know, I know I know we have this. I want to look down the road 10 years. And, and I think what that's part of and this. Sorry, this is my my long winded point is that Obama ain't going anywhere. Oh, presidents, well-bred men who became presidents of the United States had the grace to disappear when their time on the stage was up. Yeah. That stopped with Bill Clinton. If you think Bill Clinton has been visible since he left the presidency, you wait for Barack Obama and company. Yep. Barack Obama ain't going anywhere. He's an ongoing concern. He will be and he'll be on your television set every night as long as he draws breath. He may be in one of the best positions ever, Jay, of his life because he will be that community organizer with all of the the connections and backing of a former president and and money and you know, be sitting on boards yes. and everything else without the the imagery uh, having to worry about getting reelected and so on and so forth, you know, being tied to the presidency then. He may be in the best position. He is going to He's going to be like you know Mike Bloomberg with the mayors against guns and all that stuff or whatever. He no, he'll be, be setting so his. He'll be crafting yeah. his legacy. He's not going to leave that to other people to do. He and Michelle are going to be in Washington D.C. I don't care where they live or have a residence. Right. They're going to they're going to live in Washington, and that his job for the rest of his life is going to be his agenda. He also will be undistracted, uh, like Bill Clinton has been, because one of the priority items of shaping his legacy was not get more ass. <laughs> so, you know, usually it's like craft legacy, make some money, but Bill Clinton's was get more ass, <laughs> craft legacy, raise money illegally. So right now um, you've got members of Congress that are heading to their homes and uh, you know figuring out how they're going to speak to their local media about this, maybe doing some interviews. Right now, you've got media all over the country that are writing their stories, posting their stories. Um, Some politicians are being interviewed right now. 
The president is likely heading back to the Oval Office with the First Lady. The vice president is putting on his white lab coat. He's standing in front of his beakers no, I don't and think Bunsen burner. I'm not sure that's he's accurate. Doing, he's doing his experiments. He's working on cancer. I Skip. want to know more about what his uh, day-to-day job description is going to be and change now that he is the cancer he's, czar of the United he's States. He's mixing chemicals and stuff. He's doing research. Injecting little uh, he's white He's like the guy uh, in the mouses. Archer Daniels Midland commercial right now. He's got beakers. And goggles right. and stuff boiling. And- <laughs> right. It's all boiling over. He's out there. He's going to like crazy mad scientist. You I mean, guys it, aren't giving I don't like the guy, chance. but what do you, what I do think you it's really un- what I do think we it's really guy? unfair. Listen, you got to give Joe a oh, fair sorry, chance. You got to give him at least a week to solve okay. this cancer thing. Come on. You, 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 I you, just started the job tonight, guys. Right. Give me I mean, a break. listen, I'm no big fan of Joe B, but you got to give him a little bit of time. The <laughs> scientists have had all this time at it. Give Joe a couple of give weeks. Give him a week. Give him a week. He can solve it. He's Joe B. And I don't like I don't like Obama, but I think it's well, there's one thing you said that really depressed me just now What's is that? everyone gets to go home and do something, but right. Obama has to go home with Michelle. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, God, that's right. Ah, that's right. You know, that's he's right now. He's going, let's move. Let's move. Let's get the hell out let's of move. No, I meant you. <laughs> Here's one thing I know by one year from now, as we hear and see the inauguration of our next president and they pan the crowd and likely President Obama will be there. They, you know, they're there for the spectacle, the transition of power, the peaceful transition of power. Um, you'll see members of the cabinet, politicians, the new people coming in, the new team and uh, the first ladies and whatnot. And uh, the vice president, the incoming vice president and Joe Biden will also be there when they pan the crowd. You will see Joe Biden's hair has grown significantly because <laughs> when you're a scientist, you have the mad yeah. scientist hair, the closer to the Bernie Sanders thing going exactly. on. Like It'll in Back like to Doc the Brown. Future. Yes, there it is. Exactly. Brown, better actually do. <laughs> Your call's coming up, 888 933 It's 888-900-3393. Stop and Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the State of the Union Address and Analysis from the Blaze Radio Network. This is special coverage of the State of the Union Address on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. And we're also uh, going to get to you as well. Going to hear from you. A couple ways that you can reach us. It's 800, excuse me, 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Or on Twitter, use the hashtag TheBlazeSOTU. TheBlazeSOTU. We also uh, haven't discussed Nikki Haley's Republican response. Apparently, she gave the Republican response, which is always kind of silly to me. I mean, it's never done well. That's the first ridiculous thing. Call some people out, slack, slap some people around. But usually it ends up week where the Marco Rubio year, where in the middle of it, he realizing he's so thirsty got to reach for this water pretend like no just grab it quick drink the water or the year bobby jindal did it from um oh. from louisiana oh. like deer in the headlights that was horrible oh. so i didn't watch the entire thing because we were on the air but we have a clip 
of the governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, offering uh, about a minute of her nine-minute Republican rebut to the State of the Union address. Here is Nikki Haley. Good evening. I'm Nikki Haley, governor of the great state of South Carolina. I'm speaking tonight from Columbia, our state's capital city. Much like America as a whole, our state has a rich and complicated history, one that proves the idea that each day can be better than the last. In just a minute, I'm going to talk about a vision of a brighter American future. But first, I want to say a few words about President Obama, who just gave his final State of the Union address. Barack Obama's election as president seven years ago broke historic barriers and inspired millions of Americans. As he did when he first ran for office, tonight President Obama spoke eloquently. We're feeling a crushing national debt, a health care plan that has made insurance less affordable and doctors less available, and chaotic unrest in many of our cities. Even worse, we are facing the most dangerous terrorist threat our nation has seen since September 11th. And this president appears unwilling or unable to deal with it. All right. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I'll talk. Yeah, see, that's the other problem. These, they have these people give these responses, and these people are not good. It's a bad setting. There's no crowd around, and these people are just reading from a teleprompter. Very stale. It's very, very stale always. There's never any passion. Can they just, this, is, this has yeah. always been, let me speak as a former producer, television producer, that's what this is, right? It's, it's both are a piece of theater. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny or to cheapen it, but they are essentially a piece of theater in terms of whether you listen, how you listen, what you think, what your impression is, right? They're pieces of theater. So what we've got here is you give one guy, all right, you get to produce a piece of theater. Here's a hundreds of millions of, of dollars and audience members all over the world for you, and here... Here's a cup of coffee and a 20. Good luck. <laughs> and, 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 and so you have, like, Ben-Hur. It's the president of the freaking United States. You have Ben-Hur, horses, chariots, blood, <laughs> cheering crowds, epic proportions of drama. And then it's, hi, I'm Bobby Jindal. I mean, in an empty room. With no sound, no applause, lights that make him look like Dracul. You know, I mean, it's there's no contest. Plus, the people who give the response are always unknowns who are so ambitious. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but this was like, you know, Governor, I want to be president so bad, Haley, that right. it's like coming out of her ears. And you, you take this mismatch of the stature of the president of the United States, i.e. Ben-Hur, and then you follow it with like a Eugene O'Neill play where everyone's dying and dead and dark. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just, it's no contest. You know who I would have loved to see give the Republican response tonight? Donald Eugene O'Neill. Oh, Donald think Trump. Of the, think of the job, Donald. I mean, if we're talking about something that's oh, not going right. to be stale or sterile, yeah, you're right. something different, somebody actually challenged specific point by point of what was just said. At least it would have been a spectacle. Donald Trump would have probably done the best job of, 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 of anybody else out there right now, I think. That's wow. a great answer. It's a great answer. It's because, you know what I was, my first guess was there's a new spot out for a video game with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like walking game of around. War or something. Yeah. 
Yes. All these mobile games. Never, these mobile, uh... never send one helicopter when, when you could send 12, you know, and all this. I mean, you, you, but you're right. Trump is better because it's real. And that's what this was really. The backdrop is what this was really all about. I don't mean Trump per se, but the challenge to the Obama legacy. I mean, guys, what we all watch tonight has to have a name. This was not a legislative agenda. This was not a valedictory. What this was, was him cast posing for his bronze statue in the village green. This was the announcement that I don't know how you saw my presidency, but this is how I saw it. And this is how I'm going to work to shape my legacy. This was an announcement of, this is my agenda going for. Even though I'm not going to be president anymore, that doesn't mean I'm not going to leave or leave the stage or stop uh, pursuing my agenda. And here's what it is. That was a legacy uh, presentation tonight. Yeah, I think you're right. He was. He wants to, and and probably you'll see this the rest of the year too. He's going to look like that guy who was. You know, glad handing everybody, just wanting to work together, the nice guy. Because we've seen that Obama over the years, the the, the different sides of Obama. You've seen the one who goes to the, the churches, in particular the black churches, and suddenly he gets that, oh, yes, to that voice, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then you see yeah. the Obama who is like, why can't we all just get along tonight? And then you see the one who's God, God, like this. And, and he plays them all very Don't well. Don't forget about Irish Obama. Oh, the Irish Obama? The Irish no, Obama. No, oh, top right. of the morning. How are we all doing today? Oh, it's great to be here in Ireland. Well, of course. His name, Obama. And by the oh, way, when, right. uh, uh, pursuant to what Doc said, whenever Obama goes to a black church, he starts to speak like Hillary Clinton in a black church. We're going to get some uh, calls, 888-900-3393. Your thoughts on the State of the Union address from uh, President Obama tonight. Also, we got another hashtag that we're working on, and we'll use this uh, all day tomorrow as well. It's S-O-T-U in three words, and it's the the number three, not spelled out. S-O-T-U in three words. For example, DM and DM tweeted, Dr. Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Cincy Brownco tweeted with S-O-T-U in three words. Stink, stank, stunk. Very good as well. Uh, May I get in a very... Yes. A very lovely tweet from Meredith yes. Dunn Lewis. I mentioned her whole I name because that's her handle here. She said, listening to uh, the Blaze So Too commentary, uh, and she names us, and she says, redeems the misery of the actual State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> Thank really you, nice. Meredith. Nicely done, Great. Meredith. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get to the uh, some phone calls now. A lot of people want to comment on this. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's start off in Colorado. And Alphabet Soup. Good evening. How you doing, Alphabet Soup? I'm doing okay, uh, Doc and Skip. I usually catch you on the podcast, so. I'm oh, great to have night. you live this time. Yeah, I'm kind of the night owl of the morning blaze. <laughs> so, oh, so, what I, did you I think had... of the speech this evening? Well, it sounded to me like they were really trying to push Biden, kind of as a backup plan. To from between uh, oh. Hillary and uh, Sattler, I mean um, Sanders. <laughs> I see what and, you're saying. So if because people have speculated that either he or Al Gore could ride to the rescue if something goes wrong, is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, with you know Bernie being older than uh, 
than mm-hmm. Doc and um, Methuselah. Wow, that hurts. That's true. And I mean, Doc may is I, older than Ted Cruz. May I chime in with uh, concur with Alphabet and say, if Hillary loses Iowa, which is not a sure thing, but it's more than plausible. If Hillary loses Iowa, and then almost certainly she's going to lose New Hampshire, and Bernie Sanders w- wins her, tops her in both of those, even though there's no reason for panic, there will be panic. And the Democrats trying to uh, 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 avoid a long, painful, expensive, yada, yada, yada. If she loses the first two primaries, then they're going to be uh, looking at, at least the press is going to be in a frenzy because it's a story looking at Professor Joe Biden pulling him away from his vital anti-cancer work uh, 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 to run. Uh, and, and, and also, and you should laugh at the next name, hysterically so, but not implausibly so, Michelle Obama. Yeah, there is a been, scenario, yeah, yeah. a school of thought that says, if anything should cause, such as what I just mentioned, or anything else, if anything should cause panic slash doubt Mm -hmm. in the Clinton campaign or of the Clinton campaign, about the Clinton campaign, that uh, Michelle Obama waits a beat and the day or two after New Hampshire, when Hillary's just suffered her second, you know, incredible defeat at the hands of Bernie Sanders, uh, then uh, Michelle announces to save the party, to save America. To save the Obama legacy and all it stands for, well, wait a minute. she's going to give herself to her country and run. And you know what? Uh, she might lose, but <laughs> well, wait, wait, she but, might win. But the only person you've offered that could could possibly defeat her is Bernie Sanders. What about Lincoln Chafee? I mean, yeah, I forgot about Link. <laughs> what about? He'd be sitting there just like a spider waiting for her. <laughs> what about, I mean, Martin O'Malley's still right there as well, Jay. Come on. Martin is coming on. You know, you laugh about Martin, but he's got 1% of the Democrat vote. I predict he's going to double that by next week. <laughs> I don't think so. Don't uh, thanks so much for the call, Alphabet. Uh, let's get back to the phones now in Las Vegas. Zach likes limes. You are on the Blaze Radio Network. What's going on, man? Hey, Doc. Hey, Skip and Jay. Uh, big fan. Hi, boy. Just like Lost Caller, I call in the morning. Thanks, boy. I, I, I listen to in the podcast. Well, uh, glad to I have you as a listener. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very cool. I actually just want to call in today to uh, ask if you guys kind of got the general sense that Paul Ryan was extremely uncomfortable, and he has without a doubt the largest Adam's apple on the face <laughs> of the earth. It's distracting. Listen, don't mock Eddie Munster. He's new. It's probably uncomfortable. His first time in that big chair all by himself. And he's sitting next to a doctor who's curing cancer. What's he doing? That is true. Well, uh, he, he, was, he was uncomfortable because, I mean, I think you're very uh, astutely onto something. He was uncomfortable because he was in that, as Doc said, in that big chair for the first time. Don't, don't minimize that. It's a big deal. And this was a defining moment for him. If he stayed in his seat, then most of the Republicans in that gallery were going to stay in their seats. If he became an ass puppet for Obama and kept jumping up and applauding like the Democrats, then that would be taken seriously as Republicans, a signal to do the same thing. There was a lot of pressure on him, and I think he was very uncomfortable, very self-conscious, knowing that he sort of you know, defined the Republican reception of Obama, which frankly... 
was like getting a poop sandwich instead of a gold watch at your retirement party. Although it's possible he just had Chipotle cool. before the speech. <laughs> Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you? Cool. Um, so, for and put the hashtag three words. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> my head hurts. That so is bad. great. Well, Hashtag per- perfect. Um, I will see you guys in the morning words. and uh, six Semper Tyrannus, guys. Zach likes lives. Thanks, so thanks, thanks six Semper Tyrannus. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number to get in. Let's go now to Indiana and Matt. You're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you this evening, Matt? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing hey, fantastic. Matt. What'd you think of the speech? Uh, um, well, you know, I was listening to it on the radio, and, you know, like I told the call screener, I'm not a fact checker, uh, but all listening, it's like Neither is Obama, so it's okay. Off, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Everything he listed off, everything he listed off, I was like screaming at the radio, you're lying. And I, if someone was sitting <laughs> in the cab with me, I'm a truck driver, I could have told them exactly why he was lying. Like the one that made me the maddest is whenever he said, more than ever before, our veterans have more benefits coming home to. And all I wanted to scream out, you gave them pink slips when they came back. Are the benefits exactly. you're talking about food stamps and unemployment? I mean, seriously. Exactly. I had children. Everything he was saying was a lie. I had children now, yelling, who pays? Every time he said we should have free daycare, free college, you know, free food, free apartments. You know, I had children yelling out, who pays for this stuff? Oh, you know, I, I I went to school to community college for free, but we're in the place I grew up, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you get a 3.0 or higher, Tulsa pays for your community college, and I'm fine with that. That's a state program, but right. there's no constitutional authority for them to sit here and bail everything out. That's not what the government was there for. Well, of you course, what you too. mentioned is a great yeah, program. Great. I know Tulsa. Uh, you remember, you're a little young to remember Frank Keating, but Frank Keating is a great friend of mine, former client, former governor uh, and congressman. Frank Keating of Oklahoma represented Tulsa, um, got to know the area well. It's a, that's a great program, but that's locally, you know, that's statutorily decided, and that's fine. The states are the, you know, the, the, laborat- the experimental laboratories of democracy. The states ought to have different things. You know, community college and how it runs or whether it runs and who pays and how much it costs. That ought to be different in Mississippi than it is in California or, you know, or it is in Oklahoma. But he's up there talking about huge federal programs with the need to establish huge federal bureaucracies with fat, waddling morons in Washington, thousands and thousands of them not going to work and making an average of $110,000. You know what the average salary of a forest ranger is in the first year? $120,000. Now, I'm not saying they don't work, but, man, I'll do that job. Well, think about all of the picnic baskets they get, too, right? I mean, (laughs) Matt, to your point about the college, right, and who's going to pay for it, and this is something I tweeted out there as well, Obama is is telling the American people, essentially, we need to pony up more money in order to provide free college. Well, the first flaw of that is not everybody should go to college. Number two, what about the trades? Now, I agree that the price of college is crazy, and the kids that are coming out of college, you know, that have to endure this sixty, a $100,000 in debt when they start their jobs, that's horrible. But instead of coming to the American people, maybe he could go to his progressive college friends, the people who run these universities, and say, lower you t- your tuitions. 
You've got endowments where you could offer free college forever if you really believed in people going to college. Stop asking the American people to pay for it and start asking those liberal colleges who supposedly believe in college. And there's angry. And by the way, if you're saddled with $200,000 worth of debt uh, and you majored and you're a man, so-called, who majored in women's studies and you're looking for work, don't you wish instead of the $200,000 you had learned how to weld or you became a master electrician? (laughs) Those guys work. Well, that's why I have a CDL. I have 93 grand in college debt, and I got a CDL because truck driving is the only thing I could do to pay for it. By the way, if you want to cut college costs, cut the availability of student loans because colleges raise their prices based on the availability yes, they do. of the yes, student loans. That's right. The more money the, loans, the government those gives them, would find ways to lower the prices. I guarantee that, that you, is if a you great cut out point. student loans. I'm not saying forgive point. student loans, no. but cut out the availability. And college, the the free market system will say, hey, these guys can't afford to. Maybe we shouldn't have a multi million dollar gym with a yoga room that has a uh, peach <laughs> pool in it. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the frightening thing is, too, when Bernie Sanders or anyone else, when someone who is actually running for president stands up and says, free college for everyone, free four-year college for everyone, nobody asks, wow, well, who pays the professors? You know I mean? What yep. do you mean free? There ain't no free. That's it. All right, Matt, thanks for the call, buddy. Really appreciate it. All right, next now let's go to uh, Kansas City and talk to John. John, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you tonight? Hey, guys, I'm doing as well as can be expected after watching the Fat Cats (laughs) in Washington and the um, liar-in-chief, as I call him. I feel you, brother. (laughs) Um, I'm speaking both as a pastor and an adult survivor of domestic sex trafficking when I say this. Wow. As much as I am disgusted with our liar-in-chief, I'm just as disgusted with the fat cat moral cowards in Congress. Agreed. Because they're, they're talking more and more about how we need to stand up and do things to save the children, save the children, <laughs> save the children. Yet the biggest pandemic our children face in this nation is not shootings, is not the availability of guns. It is the availability of sick freaks who are out on the streets going out kidnapping those children and turning them into slaves, whether it be slaves to go work in somebody's home or slaves that are being used for sexual purposes. Or turning a blind eye to it, people in authority turning a blind eye to it. That as well. The closest thing that Congress has done in the last 30 years to do anything for children um, in regards to trafficking is the passing of Aaron's law that is making its way to the president's desk now. And that all that does is create a bureaucracy of money being sent to the educators to teach the educators on what to look for for children who are potentially being trafficked. John, when it you does, said a survivor, would you be willing to share what you meant by that? Absolutely. I'm adopted, so I tell you that to tell you my father I have now is not who I speak of, but my birth father was my pimp. Oh, God. Oh, Horrible. Where did you grow up? Until, what area? Kansas City, Missouri. That's where you grew up. No. Correctly. Yes. Kansas City is also the fourth largest metropolitan nation, metropolitan area in the nation for all forms of domestic sex trafficking. No. I had no idea. Yes. 
That is why as soon as my 501c3 clears, I am oh, I am doing something nobody out there does that, out of all the charities that are in existence right now. I am creating a charity specifically focused on boys who are victims of sex trafficking. John, can, you, can, can I put you on hold, by the way? Because we want to get your information and hear more about that at a, at a later time great when idea, we have more great time. Great idea. Yeah. You, Absolutely. Would, okay. We're going to put you on hold, and um, Ty, if you could, um, or whoever's answering the phones, uh, get, get his information. And, bless, um, bless, John. Yeah. yeah, John, thank you so much. Um, God bless, and thank Kansas you for, City. for sharing this with us. Yeah. And I'm from New York. I, exp- I'm, I, I uh, Part of me feels almost jealous. Like, wait a second. You know, yeah. I, I thought we were the sickest people in America. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> no, I Kansas City. Wow. Yeah, I would have never thought that. John is a great point. He, he brought up the trafficking, and he's right. That is a huge problem that gets very little attention. But, Jay, think about, and I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying that is one of the really big things the president could have discussed instead yep. of leaving the empty chair for gun violence, which we know those numbers are way skewed. It's nowhere near as big of a problem as, as John pointed out, the sex it's trafficking. Great, it, it, but guys, think about all the other ones, too, John. Point. Think about all the other ones, uh, uh, Jay. Think about it, right? You've got uh, the, the veterans who are killing themselves at least 22, maybe as many as 70 a day. And those are the ones, just the, the ones who succeed, not the ones who try and fail. I mean, think about all of the people yeah. that are suffering that the president didn't discuss, but instead played that silly game of leaving that chair empty. Obama is is outlining all of these grandiose, self-serving plans. Meanwhile, to go back to a mention you just made, and I feel so very strongly about this, our veterans, if we're going to do anything grandiose, and if we're such a great country, that, that a veteran comes home broken and that no one's figured out that they just hand that veteran a card with a number, and he can go get an appointment today, not tomorrow, today, at any surgery with any doctor, the best doctors in the world for free, forever, because this is not like welfare. This is quid pro quo, and I just can't believe that we're still, the veterans are still hurting and shattered, and we don't think we can do anything about it. You're listening to the State of the Union Address and Analysis, a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. In-depth analysis of the State of the Union Address on the Blaze Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. A lot of people are using that hashtag, SOTU in three words. S-O-T-U in the number three words. Yeah, we had a chickens don't clap. Yes, that's chickens don't clap tweeting at us. Military not impressed. 
Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, FDS tweeting uh, hashtag SOTU in three words longer than promised. <laughs> really? I, got I, I tweeted you. out early. Yeah. This He said, this is going to be my shortest speech. And, uh, and after about 45 minutes of blather, I tweeted, Somehow this doesn't sound like it's going to be as shortest ever, does it? <laughs> no, really. You know, you could have made it even shorter if you'd just uh, done your constitutional duty by sending them a letter. You could do that. You or you did it via Skype so it wasn't a- applause. You know, I, do, I want them to ban applause right. during State of the Unions. Yeah, Bingo I mean, people- and amen, same thing with debates. Yep. As a former television producer, you manipulate w- without question the impression that people have just like a sitcom when they turn those pods and they sweeten it, so-called, with canned laugh track to tell you when to laugh, to tell you when something's funny. You can resist it, you can be aware of it, but you forget, and it manipulates. They have films of regular people watching sitcoms, and they laugh when they're supposed to. They smile when they're supposed to. We smile when we're supposed to. Same thing happens with political debates. You want a real debate? Take the candidates. Put them in the room with the reporters. No audience. People forget the constitutional duty of the president is to give the State of the Union to to Congress. It doesn't say That's how right. that it doesn't has to say. Be and though. and for years it was always done via via written document. So you can for most of American history, right? Exactly. They just realized they can use this as a campaign commercial, yeah. you know, exactly or the bully right. pulpit. One of the uh, one of the two. Uh, hashtag so too in three words from Bob blah blah. Love the Bob blah blah. Bearded Spock speechifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Works. Uh, also, uh, Peter uh, tweeting at us hashtag so too in three words. Bye bye Obama. Hashtag last SOTU. I had someone else mention um, one more year, I think it was. Yeah. And then I just tweeted out so too in three words. Six Semper Tyrannus. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Stinky tweeting, and I think this is an homage to a UJ Severin. Ass puppet poop sandwich. <laughs> is ass puppet is there a one theme word? emerging here? How about he put it honor our vets? May, may I reiterate, just so I, I, mm-hmm. I know I've said it again uh, for all of us, th- that this was the president of the United States and the commander-in-chief. And he had sitting five feet away from him the Joint Chiefs of Staff, every one of which has a limp or scars we don't see. One way or the other, they've all been in harm's way. And he couldn't mention, he couldn't mention anywhere. He couldn't say at the beginning of the evening, you know, look, I just want to say this. Ten of our brave men in uniform are being held by a belligerent foreign country right now. I want you to know, as your commander in chief, you know, when we finish here tonight, that's my job number one. That, of course, uttered by him would be a lie, as we know, but he could at least say it. You know what he also could have said? Uh, they're already back. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they, he could have said that. I did that before I came here. You know, uh, I made sure to get that done right away. Someone had I would have been applauding. I oh, would yeah. have been applauding. So I would have been an ass puppet if he said that. <laughs> how, how about this? Uh, if you don't have them, guys, can't give the State of the Union a little bit busy right now. A little now. busy in the situation I'm, room. I'm a little busy kicking yeah. Iran's ass. Okay, yeah. how about that? And, and Iran, you've got a situation. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Someone tweeted out a uh, a meme, Jay, and you'll, you'll like this. Uh, it says Iran, and it, it showed a picture of the president standing at the podium giving a State of the Union address with the 
uh, the Speaker of the House behind him and that. It said, Iran right. is holding American hostages while a Democrat president gives the State of the Union address. I've seen this movie before. And the picture is of Jimmy Carter with Tip O'Neill behind him. Excellent. That is that is superb. Well, By furthermore, way, while Frank that's Lawrence, actually going on, how is it that he doesn't even mention it? It doesn't even come up. Uh, hey, by the way, we got Because it wasn't on his travel on. prompter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what blows me away. By the way, we all know, uh, I think, Frank Luntz. Um, listeners who may not, he's a, 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 a very prominent and, and pretty pretty good pollster for the Republican Party. He's more prominent than he is good, but, but uh, you know, one can be the other in, in, uh, in this business world. But he's on Fox, and he does these focus groups, and I think we all know this. Tonight, there were two moments. I only recall one at this instant, but the moment of the greatest separation. He said the greatest separation he's ever seen. It went off his screen. He had a line for Democrats and a line for Republicans. Uh, based on, you know, do we like or not like what we're hearing? You know how that works. So it's superimposed over the screen. When he talked about the deal with Iran, like, for instance, how I made a deal with Iran, I took away their nukes, they poured cement in their reactors, and that's all done. They're no longer a threat. The line for the Republicans went down like you jumped off the Grand Canyon. Uh, that was the the moment of greatest negative reaction among non-Democrats tonight. At uh, Ty Johnson News is spinning the dials radio style for us in New York City this uh, this evening. Ty, what is um, you had a question? Something about the State of the Union? Yeah, when you come out firing with free college, with all the real issues and global warming, with all the real issues that are going on in the world now, is this just an intentional distraction? Or in his heart, if he was hooked up to a polygraph, does he really believe that free college and global warming are the two most important things? Like, yes. yes really? You think I, he, I, he really I believe he, I believe he puts them way high on the list because for a couple things, first of all, when it comes to college, he's doing that whole redistribution thing. He, he, and he wants kids to go to college, I honestly believe, because that's part of the indoctrination. I think he does put them near the top. Because he went for free. That's for sure. But I, I, I disagree with, with the doctor. I think, Ty, that he doesn't believe it because he's too smart. I think what he believes is that, and that's what this entire speech was about. The speech was crafted, again, to shape his legacy and to get him positions on at least 20 boards of directors, uh, each which pays a salary of 5 to $10 million a year. Those were the two most salient factors for his uh, 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 his resume, so to speak, when he's out of office in a few months, he's already looking. He's already looking out for the next step, uh, per the Clintons' move. And does he think we're stupid? I mean, high school's yes. free, and we see the value of the the high school education. If you don't learn anything, else. if college is free, won't that just be the same thing? I mean, this. Yes. Well, by the way, high school isn't free. High school has to be paid for. The light bills, the teachers, the parking lot, the pencils. High school isn't free. I mean, but free society as a civilization. Free to the individual and mandatory up until age 16. Well, we've decided as a civilization we're going to pay for it for everyone because we're better off. But it still does cost. Yeah, and obviously the president is not a is not a stupid man. I think he's a very calculated, very smart man too. Um, I think somehow in his mind, though, that he 
has these progressive ideas, too, that if he can get the country on a path like this, we could make all this stuff free, we'll figure out a way to pay for it all. It'll all just end up working out in the right. end. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that in and of itself may kind of contradict the first part of that, saying that the president isn't stupid, but he just thinks somehow they'll find a way to get it done. OPM, baby. Other people's money. You want 51% of the vote? You promise other people's stuff. Well, where's my free stuff at? That's what. Well, oh, Hillary did what? Oh, Hillary trafficked in classified documents endangering our agents. Oh, and maybe she sold them for cash for the Clinton Crime Foundation that she runs while she was Secretary of State. Uh, uh, how about that? What about my free stuff? All right, just just tell me I'm still getting my free stuff. So, Jay, what is what does the next year look like? Based on what you heard, based on the last seven years, based on what you know as a political insider at times, what is what does the next year look like? I think we are. Uh, no, I believe David Garth tried to beat that. I think we all say it, and it's a lesson I'm going to pass along. It sounds weak. Don't say it. Say I believe instead of I think. Um, I believe, and I truly do, that we are blessed and, and, and maybe burdened, depending on how you view it. We are blessed. In any case, we are part of the most dynamic political several months and next few years since, I believe, the Civil War and before that, the War of American Independence. I think the direction of our nation, our values, our personal relationships, work, school, how, what America is, is going to be determined by who wins this election more than any time since the Civil War. And I think it's going to make a profound, profoundly distinctive difference one way or the other. I mean, how about the fact that you know, we know what we get with Hillary Clinton pretty much, which is Obama only really worse in terms of being a Marxist. But look what it has engendered. Uh, Donald Trump, I, I mean, I keep getting accused of, uh, you know, I'm a cruise guy and I've been cru a cruise. I've been cruising with Ted since most people knew his name. I've been for cruise for many years. I love the guy. I know everything about him. I support him entirely. But. As someone who's made his living for 30 years in elective politics, I'm telling you, there's at the end, there's only one ticket, you know, out of, there are going to be a couple tickets out of New Hampshire for the South, but eventually there's only one ticket for each player in this game of musical chairs. And unless something changes radically, you see Donald Trump with the citizenship thing, for instance, he was reluctant to move on Cruz, but now he sees he can own there are three wings of the Republican Party. And I'll shut up. Let me just say this. There are three wings of the Republican Party right now. The outsider wing, which is Trump and Cruz. There is the establishmentarian insider wing, Bush, Kasich, uh, Christie, uh, maybe some Carly, maybe. And then you've got the third wing, which oddly enough is Marco Rubio, who is bestride them both. He's like the gun-to-the-head acceptable choice of both the Bushians and wow. also yeah. the Trumpians and the Cruzians, gun-to-the-head. But I don't know how that's going to turn out. But I, I, we're talking about the possibility of a Donald Trump, not just nomination, presidency. And when you put together 
the juxtaposition of what happens and who we are as a nation, a Trump against Hillary Clinton, we're blessed with the greatest, most dynamic, most tearing, most polarizing American political situation since the Civil War. Wow, that's interesting. Other that's than a, that, I have a, no strong feelings on the matter. <laughs> that's a really good take on it. By the way, speaking of the election, um, the debate, the GOP debate Thursday night, we will have post-debate commentary. It'll be uh, Skip and I along with Jay Severn once again here on the Blaze Radio Network. Two shows, and right? Yeah, we'll be on after both the early debate, which is so ridiculous. Now there's only three people on that one and seven I know. on Did the... you hear RuPaul has said he's not going to do it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I was saying this morning, too, that um, since he was not, uh, he's protesting not being invited to the debate by not showing up to the debate. (laughs) When you have 20 million people watching you, you you go. Right, exactly. (laughs) Really bad call. Quick programming note, guys. If the the junior debate runs long, we're Mm -hmm. just going on. We're not waiting to the end. Okay, good. Okay. Well, there's just... a there's a measure of how seriously America takes the early yeah. debate. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> no respect, no respect. Right? That's a... <laughs> you know what's what's so frustrating for me by the president's speech tonight, and I think it's probably what a lot of people feel, even if they haven't um, consciously thought at the front of their mind, is that if you take away the specifics of what the president said. Uh, You take away the specifics of what he claims to have accomplished, what he would like to do. If you take that away and you just listen to the the flowery portions, the the rhetoric, it's what I actually want and want to believe and have a president that I can trust on that. I want that. I believe we are all Americans. I don't think he believes that as far as, you know, us uniting and coming together. That is brilliant. That Jay, is right. I, he could I have had the that. reaction he wanted. Yes, he, Jay, he really he could have brought us together. Right, and this is this is not right wing crazy extremist Doc Thompson. Think about if he had stood up and said, "And uh, we uh, we've got to get beyond this stuff, and we've got to work on this, 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 and this." I know the economy is bad. Here's some of the things that we can do. Jay, I'll admit, he's right when he says that about money and politics. He's right about that. He's right about the corporate welfare and the kickbacks and yep. the power brokers. Yep. He's right about that. Yep. I'm willing to admit yep. that. But where the hell, Jay, is he talking about the people that are sucking off the public teeth? No, no, that's you're right. He could have He could have given his valedictory, and it could have accomplished what he wanted selfishly, but it would have been sublimated. It wouldn't have been so obvious. And he could have given the great American, you know, here's who we can be if we, you know, if we pulled together. But he didn't. He again opted to uh, belittle the opposition, you know, to kind of presume that if you don't agree, if you don't see the things the way we do, then, you know, something's wrong with you. It just was polarizing. It didn't need to be. Is, it, is there anybody for the Republicans, Jay, that could be that a- as a president, not just, um, y- you know, as a candidate no. or whatever? It can, can Ted Cruz even be that person? I, I think uh, Ted could do a good I job, but I don't think he can be I that. Don't, I, don't, I don't know, and I, and I have serious doubts. If you reduce this election to Ted – we'll have more chance to talk about this Thursday, but mm-hmm. if you reduce this election to a Republican and a Democrat, a Democrat's going to win. A race between – and again, I am not for Trump. But as a political observer and veteran, 
Trump, you know what the single demographic group of Trump's strongest support is? Democrats. That? It's the Reagan Democrats. It's oh, the Nixon yeah, silent yeah, yeah. majority. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. people that haven't voted and are sick of the system and all of this, but they're mostly Democrats. And and that you, you either have a circus freak show or you have Hillary Clinton. And that's the decision we have to make. And again, I think this is a matter of thinking, forcing yourself, myself, ourselves, mm-hmm. to think like lawyers just for a second. What is your objective? Is your objective to elect Ted Cruz, elect Marco Rubio? If, you, if your objective is, I want to elect blank, you're not thinking like a lawyer or a politician. My objective is to prevent a Hillary Clinton candidacy. I'm sorry, a presidency. Mm -hmm. If my objective is to prevent a Clinton candidacy, then it becomes more rational, logical. If that's Mm -hmm. my objective, then who does that? And I'm stymied by it because if it's Republican v. Democrat, she wins. I'm sorry, Jay, you said to think like a lawyer, I was counting my money. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was preparing Maybe his like next a lie. You know, I mean, it just it, it, it isn't and I don't speak for everyone, obviously. But for those of us who share a certain point of view, your objective precisely is not to elect blank any given person that you're for. Your real objective is to prevent Hillary from winning. And the question is, who can do that? Or as William F. Buckley said famously, and most people follow it to this moment, whether or not they realize it. I, he said, will always cast my vote for the most conservative candidate who can win. All right. Hashtag SOTU in three words. SOTU in three words coming in on the Twitter. Yeah, we had Richard P. tweeting, devoid of honor. Yeah, that is a brilliant one. That's that really is awesome. Uh, Jay, I got Jay one. Also, yeah, number go two, Jay says, renowned oncologist Biden. <laughs> That's true. Uh, JJ tweeting, uh, so too in three words, fundamental transformation complete. Wow. Uh, the white man <laughs> tweeted, hashtag SOTU in three words, save our sailors. Yeah. Uh, Zippy the Wonder Monkey tweeting, at so too in three words, empty suit talking. Hussein Rev Obama. Rachel. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, Hussein Obama <laughs> tweeted, so too in three words, black lies matter. <laughs> oh, Missing that is brilliant. one. It is missing one letter. They just took the V that out. That is brilliant. Technically, it's half Black Lives Matter. But. Technically, uh, technically. Uh, Rev. Rachel writes the that Wookie looked pretty angry at about four <laughs> minutes left to go. <laughs> Striking in yellow. Striking in yellow. Uh, Maria tweeting so too in three words. He won twice. <laughs> Cheryl Hernan uh, so too in three words. Lies, lies, lies. That was it. The third one was live. Oh, he's also Alabama. Lies. Not background checked. <laughs> <laughs> All really good stuff. All really good ones. All right. Um, we will be with you uh, in the morning. It's Doc and Skip from the Blaze Radio Network covering uh, the um, uh, State of the Union address with Jay Severin. We'll be back on our regular Wait, program one more. tomorrow morning. Wait, six natural to born Jay writes, president yeah. wearing makeup. Well, like that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. We'll be with you at our regular program uh, time, six to nine a.m. Eastern time, and then Jay will be with you tomorrow afternoon. You're you're on tomorrow, right? I, I better be. 
Okay, I was like, I didn't know if you are taking time off. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on from 3 to 5 Eastern, at least until uh, I check my email. 3 to 5 Eastern, <laughs> yes. check your email. Everything's all good. And I'm sure you're going to have more on this tomorrow as well. I'm going to more. I'm going to have more on. That's for sure. <laughs> Very good, Jay. Do you believe Iran? Real quick before we go, we got less than a minute. Do you believe Iran uh, will give up those sailors by tomorrow? That's a great question because they're waiting for us to release the 150 billion dollars that they right. need to slaughter Jews. So they're really mm-hmm. waiting for that money. It's important, but um, the delicious opportunity for them to humiliate us. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the Revolutionary Guard who has our guys, not not the civilian politicians. So they might uh, t- let us twist in the wind. I, I just don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if they uh, do. By the uh, way, currently 8.25 a.m. in Tehran right now. So, uh, so uh, the sun about, should be coming up. You know, about 35 minutes till business once hours. It, once it, it gets a little lighter, we can get our troops out. I can tell you what Trump will say we ought to do. <laughs> <laughs> Carpet uh, bomb the bastards. All right. Doc and Skip in tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 Eastern time. We'll have more right here on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the State of the Union Address and Analysis from the Blaze Radio Network.